Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly podcast where we get together to discuss all the news, rumors, and discussions going on in the video game world. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam, CS Radical. This week's episode, we are going to be going through all of the shows that happened. Basically, it felt like E3 this week. What with Ubisoft, Nintendo, PlayStation, CD Projekt Red, everyone having some shows, some releases, some news. So we're going to be diving into all of that. If you like that and you want to hear more, you could always catch our podcast wherever you get them by searching for Pixel Play Podcast. If you want to see our lovely faces while we do it, you can also find us on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, Adam, I'm missing something. I miss a week and I'm already missed. Yeah, social media, all that stuff. That's what I'm missing. You can always find us on Instagram or wherever. I'm I'm rusty. One week and I'm already starting to fall apart here. Uh, Yeah, you can find us wherever just for searching Pixel Play Cast. Uh, Adam, I'm butchering this, so let's just go on with it. How are you doing? What's new with you? What have you been playing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, I feel... I feel not as lonely this week. That's that's an upside. You know, I did manage to, to pull it through to, uh, last week. You know, we managed to get a, get a whole show in. I, I made an idiot of myself by forgetting things like Grand Theft Auto and the best-selling games of all time list that I apparently somehow didn't think would have been a thing. But, you know, we live and yeah. we learn. Otherwise, I appreciate you holding. Yeah. Otherwise, doing fine. Games are still kind of trying to figure out what it is. I mean, I've tried the uh, a Grand Blue Fantasy fighting game that was free on PlayStation Plus this month it's all right i mean i'm not it's a fighting game i'm not going to be spending hundreds of hours playing it i do have a review that we'll probably be doing next week just because there's just so much to talk about this week so we'll probably push that along and also i already mentioned on cartridge and quarters last week i had a retro review we have one of those things that exists once in a while because I, I randomly played super mario rpg and actually finished it nice nice uh yeah i don't know if you caught the biggest news of the week i mean obviously there was the announcements from state of play and ubisoft and all that biggest news i'm done with elden ring Oh, so yeah. Oh. Uh, now, granted, I did not finish it. Uh, yeah, you I'm did say have... done with. So. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about it in next week's episode, uh, kind of talking about you know the goods, the bads, and maybe what they're like. Is the game overhyped? We'll talk about that in next week's episode. I know I've been kind of going back and forth with everything, so I'm excited to give my full thoughts next week. But Adam, I am playing a gem of a game. I started Cult of the Lamb. Oh, nice. Oh my god, what a game that game is. I absolutely am obsessed with it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, I, I should have a review shortly. But I just want to talk about it. I'm going to throw this out on Twitter this week. So I am, the one thing, like this game is hilarious. Like it is dark humor to a full. Like I love it. So one point you have to name your cult, right? So you have to come up with a name for your cult. And I am so proud of like my name. So I just wanted to kind of talk about it. Uh, so you have to name your cult, and you're obviously a, a lamb uh, or a sheep, and you're kind of like, I guess sheeps and lambs are the same thing. I don't know. I'm not a farm. They're the same thing, right? Yes. Okay. Isn't I'm not a, a farmer. Baby? I don't know. Anyways, cult of the lamb. You have to make up a, a, a name for your cult. So my cult's name, the new wool order. Huh? <laughs> oh, come on. That's really good. Okay. If, if, we, if we were famous enough to have merch, we 100% would, would make a new wool order shirt. I mean, we could, we could. Yeah, but who's who's buying other than I guess you? <laughs> I kind of want to get a shirt that well, says that, order. That's the point where you just go to um like Spreadshirt or not? Was not is it Spreadshirt? I can't. It's been a while since I've I've used that website. But like, just go print your own new world. I could just shit. I can design that. That's 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 there five seconds of Photoshop work. We've got our first 
our first uh, merch right there. If you want a, cu- a shirt that says new, we'll order. Just send us an email at pixelplaypodcast. Apart, apart from a shirt that just says, who are these guys? Yeah. Well, that's, that's that'll be like the back. Who, who, what the hell is this? But yeah. So the cult name is new. We'll order. And it's good. Cause I was looking online and I was like seeing what other people came up with. And there was like silence of the lamb and all that stuff. And I thought that was really fun, but I'm, I'm really impressed with new. We'll order. Now, does does your character also walk around with a headband and does air guitar very very slowly when he walks down? <laughs> no, no, Ooh. I think that's in the DLC. It's in the DLC. I'm a wrestling dude, nerd. What an awesome game! Like I, and granted, I'm I feel like I'm gonna have the same problem I had with Elden Ring where I'm gonna be talking this up and then all of a sudden be like, nope, this game is. Uh, I mean, not bad, but this game has its problems. But so far, I'm addicted. I love it. It's exactly what I I, I got. I got Sifu and I dived into that for first little while, but then I'm like, you know what? I've been punished enough. I need some cathartic, you know, endorphins from just being good at games. And so I picked up Call to the Lamb and that game is, is amazing. Did I mention how I tried Stray and actually dropped it really quick? No, I don't think you did. Like, yeah, because I can never remember the timelines of things. are Like everything feels like a month or a day like from now. It's it's That's just how time works these days. No, I gave yeah. it a sh- I gave it the old college try. And I think like... If there was voice acting, it might have helped. But because it's all text-based, that's another thing that I'm finding a lot now is that just reading does not get me invested into a story anymore. I need that, like, extra bit of, like, like drama to it. And drama can mm. be done in text, but it's also, it's got to be really good drama. And the problem that Stray has is that it it feels very solitary. So it's, mm. there's, there's not a lot of drama. It's, I think, honestly, and... I actually kind of agree with a uh, video game donkey's take when he did a video of it, that this game would not be like nearly as much if it wasn't a cat. Yeah. Well, you, you said the game feels solitary. Isn't that what a cat's life is? Yeah. But in the sense of like, you don't feel like there's that much going on. It's just what you, it's just you alone kind of doing stuff for most of it. Like there's a little hub city that you visit that has some things going on it, but like, it doesn't feel like a very vibrant world. And I guess that's not really what I'm personally interested in playing. I mean, I can see why some people do like it, but it got old really, really fast for me, and the story just didn't carry it, so. Damn. Uh, I, I've heard hit and miss things. Like, it's not one that appeals to me, and I think it's one of those games that probably benefited from being on PlayStation Plus. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to complain that there was whatever. no money spent, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Adam, let's talk about some games that are coming down the pipe. Uh, I figured we could break this up into two sections. So we'll do third-party stuff first, and then we'll do the heavy hitters of Nintendo and PlayStation. Uh, so let's quickly jump into probably one of the smaller ones from this week. Uh, CD Projekt Red announcing that they are coming up with a DLC for Cyberpunk. Uh, the impression is that this is going to be the only DLC for the game, as well as uh, only coming to PlayStation 5 and the, the, X, the new gen Xbox, the Xbox Series X. Adam... One, does this get you into Cyberpunk? And two, what do you think of this decision to kind of stop supporting last-gen games? Well, it doesn't get me into Cyberpunk yet because my gating thing at this point is the fact that I want to play this on PC where I can have mods that are going to make it better, and the price just isn't there yet. Uh, Steam actually has it on 50% off right now, and I can't justify 40 bucks to myself, so we're still working on it. Does the DLC do anything for me? No, because I haven't even played the game yet, so no, it doesn't actually. Fair enough. As for the concept, though, I'm I'm kind of torn because I do understand that it's... If you played this on PS4 or if you played this on Xbox One, like you're probably feeling a little bit... 
annoyed that you're going to have to pony up the cash for a new console if you haven't already, if you want to continue on with this. At the same time, I also still have fresh in my mind that, well, the game didn't run nearly as well on the previous generation, so it's not that surprising also, so it's kind of a bit of both. Like, I don't like it in any aspect of it, but at least in this case, there's the understanding because I know how terribly it ran on PS4 for quite some time, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think it's one of those things like I think one of the problems for the original Cyberpunk was the fact that it was hindered by having last gen support like it was clearly designed for, you know, PC and then brought to console. And uh, you just don't have that power, especially in like the early days. Like, I, I think I started playing. Did I play on the PlayStation Pro? I can't remember, but like. I think I think the the idea was like think about it it was for the original PlayStation 4 and that thing doesn't have the power to support it so like I think they were kind of hindered and hampered by that I imagine I'd have no reason to believe that it is so I think dropping it kind of gives them time to like they can't focus on six five different consoles I mean you've got the the Xbox one you have the PlayStation 4 you have the PlayStation 5 you have the PlayStation the Xbox Series X and S and you have PC, like that's a lot to manage and they're all different ecosystems. So like, I understand why they probably want to just focus on one. Um, as for the DLC, I am interested to see where it goes. Um, whether this is going to be sort of like a flashback scenario, I'm not sure. Um, just based on how the game ends, it's kind of a weird situation. Just to see what happens there. I just, I love the world of Cyberpunk. I'm happy to kind of go back in and play it more. I'm curious to see what happens with this, though, because if this is going to be one of those situations where you have to upload your previous save, like, I'm curious what's going to happen with me because I play, I beat the game in the original, I'm going to call it the the one series uh, or the one version update, and now we're going to call it version two point whatever. Does my save carry over? Do I have all, like, the story check marks done? Or I don't I know. I assume it'll you should. I assume so as well, but it's just, it'll be interesting to see, like, it's almost coming back to a brand new game, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see it. I love Cyberpunk. I think that game, and I called it last, at the beginning of the year, that game's going to have a revival. And I think this is it, so we'll see. Uh, the other big one that came out this week was Ubisoft giving us a lot of details, um, primarily about Assassin's Creed. So uh, they announced Assassin's Creed Mirage. This is going to be sort of a standalone game uh, that was supposed to be a DLC that focuses on the character of Basim, who was in Valhalla, more of a traditional sort of Assassin's Creed going back to its roots. Uh, they said it's going to probably be about 20 to 25 hours to play um, and be budgeted at a smaller price. Um, I'm personally loving this. I'm really excited for this. I think going back to the roots of stealth and action adventure game is what I want from Assassin's Creed. I think I'm getting burnt out of the massive RPG games. And so I'm excited for that. Adam, where did you stand? If I remember, you're not a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Is this not anymore? Be the, is this going to be the on-ramp for you to get back into the series? No, not at this point. Not until I see reviews that are saying it's better than what it used to be. Because look, like I've had my hit and miss relationship since Black Flag was done. Once once uh, Unity came out, that's when things kind of went off the rails for me. And it's been struggling to get it back. Like Odyssey was decent. But in retrospect, I can't suggest playing it very much unless you're just going to figure... If you can run right through it as quickly as you can, do it. But because that game is is designed to just take your life away from you, 
because of how mm -hmm. much time you're kind of spending in it if you want to complete things, which is a joke. And then Valhalla basically took that and went even further with it, and that's why I never even got remotely close to finishing it. So, I mean, we had the conversation a couple weeks ago about, about the series where, you know, we mentioned what we needed to see in, in order for things to get back. I mean, it sounds like they might be trying to at least, like, tone it down a little bit with the with the outside of the, you know, main world stuff. But, I mean, I, I, I will believe it when I see it. And it's still, again, another bit of the gameplay needs to be improved to the point that I don't need this to be a grind fest again because if I want to play a grind fest so badly I have JRPGs that's where my bread and butter is don't put this in into my western games where realistically like it's just as dull and there are less anime characters so it's not as good clearly yeah I'm like I said I'm getting tired with the RPG elements and like just the massive world I know some people love it if that's like if you're 13 14 you only get a couple games a year like you're getting your money's worth with assassin's creed but i like i felt the burnout on valhalla i liked odyssey um basically because i just played as three like a spartan just going through just kicking and kicking everything off of ledges and stabbing stuff um which i believe is the um traditional spartan way of doing warfare is just kicking things off of ledges yep uh, i read I, I think i watched a documentary about that they kick people into holes but i think the fact that they're removing the animus kind of stergo crap from the game and they're putting this into a launcher of infinity super cool super smart i don't want to deal with anything to do with like any of that anymore i just want time period assassin's creed stories that's all i care about and i, I i'm really excited about that aspect I, i'm excited that it's going to baghdad and doing that like i think that'll be an interesting time period so we'll see what happens there the other game that they announced was uh, Assassin's Creed Red, which is taking the game to feudal Japan. And you'll be playing as a, I believe, a shinobi playing as a shinobis are ninjas, right? For a lack of a better term. like Yeah, like I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be an expert in Japanese culture. So don't, no, but don't like, quote uh, me on it. Like ninjas are sort of like a Hollywood version of what a shinobi was, right? Again, don't quote me. It's we're gonna look at it as Westerners as being similar, but I don't want to be the one that says, "Yeah, they totally are," because then somebody will be like, "Actually, actually." But no, like I'm just trying to figure. Out. <laughs> what are we? Are we trying to search this up so we can be like culturally correct? Are you searching it too? <laughs> no, I started to because you know I can tell that you are too. So I'm like, okay, let's do. Yeah, it looks All like right. it's. Yeah. They're, mo kind they're mostly one like, and the same. Yeah, like, um, yeah. Either either way, Assassin's Creed is making a game with them, which is something that is like what, yeah. like ten years past what we were hoping they would do. <laughs> yeah, four it's a like little bit hyperbolic to say ten years, but it feels that way. Oh, I think ten years is pretty accurate. Like that was twenty twelve. I think people have been asking for a feudal Japan game for quite a while. Um, well, but yeah, so they're coming up with a, like a ninja game. All right, like the like, I, I think it's about do. I I'm curious to see how this is gonna pan out because like, we've already got Ghost of Tsushima, which is amazing, and I think we're gonna be we're getting that Ronin game from which yeah. We'll, we'll talk we'll about, talk about that bit. one in a bit when we get on. We'll to talk Sony. about that in a second. Hang on there, PlayStation. But like, I feel like they've got an uphill battle for them now in that we have, like, they're basically coming to feudal Japan at a time where I feel like feudal Japan is pretty much now almost at peak interest. 
and there's a bunch of other games that they are now going to be compared to where they used to have an open field to themselves to do whatever they want. Now there's expectations. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, too, I can't help but just in the same light of, you know, because Ubisoft did their forward thing and Skull and Bones was featured again there. And, and I'm just like, I can't help but be like Ubisoft. You had the iron as hot as possibly it could ever have been to do a proper standalone pirate game and a, and a ninja Assassin's Creed or a samurai Assassin's Creed or at least a Japanese Assassin's Creed game. And then, like, at least five years after you had completely pushed away, like, half of your audience, now you're trying to do it. It's, like, a little bit late on that one. And they're not even doing – so going to Skull Mills, they're not even doing it well. Like, literally, you have a blueprint. You have, like, here is what we want. We just want Black Flag 2. Get rid of the Assassin's Creed and just make Black Flag 2. And they're like, you know what? We're going to go freehand out. We're going to go freestyle on this one. And you're like, no. You've got, the, you've got the notes. Just do that. And they're like, nah, we got this. One more, just because once again, this game is getting sent out to die. I'm going to pivot to the next story. Ubisoft is now thinking of charging 70 bucks as their standard games. And Skull and Bones is going to be one of those games at $70 price point. Well, it's going to be going straight to the $4 pile at Walmart very soon. Because I... So fast. Look, if there's any game that I will... I won't even eat crow if if Skull and Bones is is actually like really high quality and good. Because I don't care anymore. Because... We all see the signs. It's like Sonic Frontiers at this point. I'm just like I can't. I can't see the good in this. I'm sorry. I'm. There's just nothing I can do. You remember when Skull and Bones is coming out? Uh, no, and I don't care for it. Why is it almost it's coming here? out November? November eighth. Oh well. <laughs> and we've seen nothing about this. Like we've seen very little, and everything just seems to constantly be bad news about this game. And yeah, it's like coming out the day before God of War. Like, again, we're we're going to talk about it probably with the Sony thing, but Hogwarts Legacy at least has done a little bit of work of getting me to go, you know what, there might be something here. Skull and Bones more and more is going, no, this is going to be a pile of shit. You can't convince me otherwise at this point. I I just like, it's that that meme from The Simpsons where it's like, stop, he's already dead. Yeah, it's (laughs) not even alive yet, and it's already dead to us. I know, I know. Like, sending it to die, basically. Um... You know what? Like, I I don't have a problem with Ubisoft charging seventy bucks for for their games. That seems to be the practice. And honestly, with everything that's going on with inflation, with you know, what seems to be a push for better working conditions for developers, like I'm okay with this at ten dollar increase. It feels like it's time. It feels like it's justified with everything that's going on. I don't think that's an issue. I'm excited because they did announce that the Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to be a $50 price point. So I like the fact that Ubisoft is saying, hey, our AAA large games are going up in price, but we are looking at exploring what that price range looks like for different games. So I don't know. I'm not so pissed about the $10 increase. I just think it's so funny that Skull and Bones is going to be one of the first games that gets it and it's going to it's not a game that will benefit from that. I mean, at this point, the price point will never bother me unless it's like extreme because mm. I don't generally buy a lot of games full price anymore. So it's not going to really adjust me at any point. I'm going to wait for that 50% off sale anyway, You're especially in the case of Ubisoft games. They can do whatever the goddamn hell they want because at this point they have no game coming up that's going to make me want to buy it at launch. So that's that's not my problem. 
I don't know. That Assassin's Creed Mirage is kind of looking appealing at this point, but this is what I'm going to have to wait for reviews. I'm not. It's you're not you're still in the thick of it, a little, at least a lot more than I am. So I am at the point of like, you guys enjoy your fun over there. I'll see you guys in Adam, six months. They've got me by the strings. I'm uh, like, I went to school for history and they're like, hey, you like history? Hey, you like stealth action adventure games? And I'm like, damn it. Yes. And so we'll see. But like this time I'm going to wait and see what like. Granted, I've always done this. I'm not one to typically pre-order games unless it's like a collector's edition, which oftentimes does go like that has a limited thing. But the bar has usually been pretty low of what I'm going to accept for an Assassin's Creed game. But I think Valhalla kind of made me where I'm like, I'm going to wait and see where this goes. So, yeah, I I think, you know, Assassin's Creed's at a point, too, that people are they're kind of done. Like at this point, it's unless you're young. And you're new to the series. Like, if you've been here since the beginning, you're probably at a point now where you're like, mm, I can go without you for a little bit now. I've got a whole other bunch of things I can be doing. Yeah. Uh, Adam, let's move on to the big heavy hitter this week. We had a head-to-head E3-style showdown between Nintendo's State of Play and PlayStation... Wow. I said Nintendo's State of Play. Ugh. I'm so tired. He really is Nintendo getting rusty. You oh, missed one week, apparently. Uh, Nintendo Direct and PlayStation State of Play both on the same day. Uh, I think this is an obvious one, but I'm going to ask you, which who did a better job for their presentation? I think it's unfair to give it to Nintendo because, again, State of Play doesn't necessarily end up doing You're that. You're giving it to Nintendo? Not by a lot, but honestly, it's just oh. because I think, a, like, the, and this is just from a personal standpoint, a lot of what they showed actually... Shit, nope, you're right. Never mind. I'm turning this around. I for there's a couple of things I've already forgotten. Never mind. For ch- I'm changing my mind here. So okay, anyway, because I was like, now in the minds of now like, in the minds of most say, people, everybody thinks Nintendo a, just won everything because Zelda finally got officially announced. Let's so. take a devil advocate approach. Like, what would be your case for Nintendo? What, like, as you initially said, it was what was your case for Nintendo? Why Nintendo did better? Like when you were making car, it was the and fact I, and I, also. Yeah, like, thank you, IGN, for auto playing a video there that people are going to hear for half a second because you can't help but be involved. So screw you. Um, but I think a lot of it just had to do with the fact that again, state of play doesn't necessarily show you everything they got. The fact that you know they showed a God of War in this was actually surprising to me. We'll get into I that in, was, in a moment. I was expecting it. But um, Nintendo at least came out with a couple of big guns, obviously, because they had Zelda finally announced. They had a new Fire Emblem coming. There's a new Octopath Traveler, which is pretty big. Bayonetta is still another big thing. And the fact that they're also getting a bunch of N64 games that should have been already there in the first place, but that's another conversation, including GoldenEye with online play, which is another story that I think we should talk about. Because apparently only Nintendo's getting it, even though it's going to be on Game Pass, which is really friggin' strange. Well, no, not really, because they technically own Rare now, don't they? Yes, but it's the fact that both Xbox and Nintendo are getting the same game. Only one of them can be online, which is very bizarre. I'd also argue, too, what's the fucking point of having Goldeneye on a system with online multiplayer in 2022? Honestly, what's the point of having Goldeneye in 2022? Like, how many people are playing local co-op with their Xbox Series X these days? To be honest, I feel like Goldeneye is really only best played in, like, local co-op. We can talk about that in a second. See, I look at Nintendo the other way, and I look at the state of play. And granted, I'm not the target market for this. But, like, I look at this, and the games I see are either 
old games that like have already been out on other consoles like it takes two uh resident evil like yeah like those games are already out or it's a lot of stuff that we've already seen or we already have or it's just remakes like but i I will admit that if you're a nintendo fan they pummeled you with stuff which is something that nintendo hasn't been able to do for a while so that's actually a big thing to me but here's my question that i was gonna ask you like I feel like Nintendo has a problem in terms of like a lack of variety in franchises. Like we're getting, it's another announcement for uh, something to do with Xenoblade. I feel like that's every Nintendo direct same with um, fire emblem feels like it's, we're constantly talking about that series. And I thought that game was out already. I totally forgot that it wasn't. Um, And then it's just like, it's always like just, there's another Kirby game. There's more Mario content. Like it doesn't seem like there's a lot of new, exciting or innovative things happening on nintendo it's a lot of like hey look at our legacy look at our old stuff like it's it's someone who's living in the past in terms of what they're doing with their ip like they're not doing we're not getting new ip we're not getting anything fresh or exciting no we're getting it it doesn't look amazing it really does feel like nintendo has become the nintendo properties plus the odd port plus a bunch of japanese weeb stuff which if you're not into anime you're not going to like now, unfortunately, that's most of gaming these days if you're, if you're playing on a Nintendo console, so that's their fan base, so I guess it doesn't really hurt too much. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, if you're looking at, as in from an Xbox, PlayStation lens, you're looking at Nintendo and being like, no, I'm good over here, actually. Yeah, like, I'm just saying, like, if I, if I said to you, hey, they had a Nintendo Direct and they, they talked about, um, like, a Mario, like, Mario Party, they talked about Wii Sports, they talked about mario kart and kirby that could be like that's something that could have been out of like 2007 with like the nintendo wii or even earlier if you drop the the wii sports and like a legend of zelda game and once again i don't feel like there was anything new that came out of that legend of zelda demo or like the presentation it was literally just here's the game title and once again you know that there's verticality and like you're in the sky I don't feel like that was... Yeah, they basically were just like, it's Noble World Skyward Sword. And that that actually made me go, oh, Skyward Sword was not taken very well. And I don't think Breath of the Wild is suddenly going to be even better if there's a lot of verticality to it, because then that means there's a lot of pointless areas again, and that always worries me. Mm -hmm. When When there are open world games where you can fly around the entire place, that usually means the land is not always going to be populated. Yeah. Um... In terms of like, yeah, I'm not going to dunk on on Legend of Zelda because I, I'm not a big Breath of the Wild fan. I will for one thing. Who the hell is asking for new Pikmin games? Don't get me wrong. I don't hate Pikmin. But like, did we need a fourth? I mean, what else are they going to do? They've already tapped. Well, they said the there are certain franchises that they won't touch. My brain went, I could see a bunch that you could replace Pikmin with. <laughs> honestly i just i feel like nintendo has a problem where they need to invest some time and and make some new like some new properties because i can't think of the last time nintendo came up with a a new ip that lasted more than one iteration i mean even even playstation like not even playstation but i mean playstation last generation had bloodborne had spider-man and you can argue that spider-man wasn't an ip but you had ghost of tsushima you had horizon like They've got a bunch of new IP that came out this generation, and we haven't seen that sort of innovation from but Nintendo. That's exactly why they don't sell 20 million copies, Kalen. So they must not be good. Fair enough. What am I thinking? 
you did mention one thing. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Online is getting some new games, uh, including Mario Party, Mario Party 2, Mario Party 3, arguably the best Mario Parties. Uh, GoldenEye 007, which is great. Excite Bite 64, 1080 uh, Snowboarders, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, and Pilot Wing 64. Adam, I'm going to be honest with you. I love GoldenEye, but I don't feel like GoldenEye really isn't a place anymore like i feel like it's a time and space and i feel like that time has passed i don't know how golden eye is going to hold up in 2022 as someone who recently played it in 60 frames per second on an emulator with mouse and keyboard it's still pretty fun it's still pretty fun playing through the campaign missions because you just go around and gun shit it's fun uh, i'm not like but like now the multiplayer on the other hand i can't speak for yeah, because like I, I just think it like it was great at the time because we didn't have expectations. We didn't. Like, I'm just thinking from the control standpoint, like it's gonna be weird playing a game as it is. Like, I don't know. It's it's gonna be weird. I mean, in in general though, just like the entire list that they brought in. Every time they do a big drop of games in in their expansion pass, I'm like, those are games that should have been in there from the start. Why did it take you six months to do that? Mm-hmm. Now the online play yeah. with with Goldeneye is interesting, mm-hmm. but again, it's it's also for the everything else on the list, like three Mario Party games. Nintendo, what was so hard about those? Pokemon Stadium one and two, what was so hard about launch, launching with those? Like that's the part that kind of pisses me off with also PlayStation Premium, where it's like it's just emulators. Like if you weren't ready to drop a bunch of them in, don't fucking bother. Nintendo was the same thing. You, all you had was like, what, 8 to 10 N64 games when you started off? Don't fucking come back to me until you've got at least 50, right? Yeah. Like, don't waste my time. Because when, when they make a big, like, they're trying to make it, like, it's a, like an hour, not an hour, a minute and a half presentation showing all of these old games. And I'm like, yes, these are 20-year-old games that I remember playing. Thank you. Why wasn't this fucking here six months ago? Yeah. See, for me, like, I look at it like you're putting three Mario parties all at once like that. I am of the mind that, like, put different games. Like, I don't need three of the same game on there. But, like, throw some variety on there. Also, I'm excited to watch everyone destroy their Joy-Cons playing Mario Party 1 and just, like, swiveling the, the thing and just destroying their Joy-Cons. You think you've got drift now? Just give it, like, three months with Mario Party. You'll see some drift. Yeah. I'm excited to see 1080, 1080 uh, Snowboard. I remember playing that with my sister, uh as a kid so i'm excited for that one just for the nostalgia purposes same with pokemon stadium i never played pokemon stadium 2 but i remember the mini games in pokemon stadium were a blast i was gonna say i'm there for the mini games not even really the battling in those (laughs) no one was there for the battling like i remember being so disappointed because like i was probably 12 when that game came out uh and i was so excited to finally see pokemon battle in 3d for the first time ever and they literally don't they still just do that thing where they just go halfway to the screen and then back off and you know what Pokemon Stadium did a better job of that than uh, what was the Pokemon game that got made fun of because like Headbutt was just jumping up and down. It was one of the recent ones. Was it Sword? And, I think it was Sword and Shield that know. got made fun of exponentially for the animations there. Pokemon Stadium back in the N64 days was better. So I'm not going to completely joke about them because they at least seemed to try back then. Fair enough. I never played Pilot Wings. Do you? I have no memory of, of that. It's it's one of those it's, games that same with Excite Bike that I just they completely pass me by. Yeah, I'm just like I'm not gonna speak on it because I don't know about it, but to me it kind of looks like almost like a bad version of like like a better version of Superman 64, where you're just flying through rings and it's like okay cool. 
Don't look at, don't look at me. All right, cool. Well, I was kind of lacklusterly disappointed with uh, Nintendo Direct. Like, nothing there for me, so whatever. I think they did what they needed to do. Obviously, getting Zelda Tears of the Kingdom out there was what people needed. A new Fire Emblem is very much needed because it can't just be Dynasty Warriors games left and right. Octopath Traveler 2, even though I didn't like Octopath Traveler very much, is a welcome addition. I know there's a lot of JRPG fans that are into that. Bayonetta 3 still in production is nice. Like I said, the N64 games that were coming in, I mean, it's a nice addition. Why wasn't it there in the first place? But it's still a nice addition. Good to know they're getting the Crisis Core re, uh, remake. I'm interested to see how that will run in comparison to how it's going to run on, on next gen. And then, like, a bunch of DLC, which, whatever, if you already own those games and it's mostly free DLC, then cool. So, I mean, I think it was I, a good presentation. Oh, yeah, it wasn't I th- bad. I think, I think it's they honestly They pummeled you pretty well with stuff. Like, even the fact there's, like, a new Fatal Frame, which I think is cool. Uh, Sifu, Front Mission getting remakes. Like, there's a lot of stuff there that's, like, interesting to me. But it's still, again, like, it's from the outside looking in, Nintendo's going to have to do a lot more if they were going to get to pull my ass in. And at this point, I don't think it's possible because that console's not power enough to or powerful enough to bring in the things that would make me even consider the option. So, because I'm not yeah. here for the handheld. That's the main selling feature of it. I don't care. Because I'm not a handheld guy. It's same reason why I think the Steam Deck's really cool. I'm never buying one. Yeah. Uh, for me, like, I, one thing I have a question of with, like, the new Legend of Zelda, because that technically still takes place in the same um, area as Hyrule. Like, uh, like... Breath of the Wild. Thank you. Um, it's, a, it's just a weird game. Like, how are they going to do the map? Is it going to be just the same map? Like... Because we've already explored it. We've already seen it. Like, unless there's drastic changes in it other than just, oh, there's now stuff in the sky. Like, it's good if exploration was part of that game. And unless they're going to, like, completely revamp it and put a bunch of new stuff in there, like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, Yeah, it'd be very interesting be... if, like, all the key areas in Breath of the Wild, they're just like, oh, they don't exist anymore. We rebuilt over them. We're like, okay. Yeah, and, like, all seven characters in the entire game are now new characters. Yeah, that game felt empty. I don't, I don't, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, I still even have to play Breath of the Wild to even have an opinion on that. So I'm not even it's, sure where I stand on it's it. Over, it's overrated. I, that's my hot take. That's that's my hot gaming opinion. Is it's it's overrated. I mean, Anyways. if I ever inevitably do play it, I'm already going in knowing I'm either going to love it or hate it immediately because the the open world and that combat system is one that I've struggled with. So, oh, I got bad news. If you struggle with it, that's the whole game. That, that that's why i'm like i'll know in an hour yeah. uh adam i i'm of the mind that the one that really stole the show was the playstation state of play i think this was one of the best if not the best state of play that we've had in memory so i wanted to jump through it kind of talk a little bit about it i figure we'll leave the big news for the end we can kind of talk about some of the smaller titles um i think the one that stood out to me the most was the ronin game um heck was it called rise of the ronin rise of the ronin that game looks incredible i that, that so looks like ghost for... of tsushima but like with more of a like like it's like action ninja-esque sort of feel to it like there's a little bit right? more action intense to it and yeah. i saw that and went i don't trust it yet because koei tecmo has always been one of those companies that i've never really gotten into much of their library but I'm yeah. not going to lie, it looked pretty cool. I thought that was being made by Team Ninja. 
I thought this one was Koei, unless Koei Tecmo is... Oh, no, it's Team Ninja. Which one was Koei Tecmo, then? Wasn't there another one that they were announced to do with? Whatever, I not important. That's that's a problem no, for later. Yeah, Team Ninja, the same guys that did Neo. Um, so one thing, like, the, the fact that it's made by Neo is one thing that kind of, like... It's a, it, it's, a, it's a concern for me, because, like, I played through Elden Ring, absolutely loved it, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if I feel up for doing another for a lack of a better term, like hard souls born style game. Koei Tecmo is with Team Ninja, so I was technically right. Fair enough. I'll give it to you. Um I'm excited for it. I want to play it. I'm hoping it's more of the action adventure style versus like a FromSoft style game. Um they they're targeting I was reading that they're targeting to hopefully sell five million copies of this. And I was having a little chat on Reddit with some people uh about whether or not that's ambitious and I'm kind of gonna wait and see what the information is, but my concern with that is that with it, if it is going to be a FromSoft game, I think that's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle for five million. But we'll see. I love the fact that it's PlayStation Five exclusive, which is nice. I think it was because uh, I'm also playing the trailer on the video version. I think it's very interesting that they went with the, uh, I, I guess the hawk slowly flying around to make it almost feel like it was Assassin's Creed for half a second. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I like oh, the I little tongue in cheek like, there. Yeah, hundred percent. They were taking a shot at them. I mean, look like. Uh, if it ends up being as as good as it potentially looks like, like that's huge because mm-hmm. Koei Tacmo has been kind of like in the background for a while. If they have a game that's like this well received, that would be a big deal, honestly. Yeah, I I really feel like this could be one that puts them on the map. It would also um, be in very same, interesting because but... I believe this is a PlayStation Five exclusive. So if like they have two like samurai era like japanese games that are actually really really good competing against each other that's almost a good problem to have yeah i'm excited for that one that one comes out in 2024 so we've got a little bit of time to wait on that one um the other one that kind of like there's a couple of times it's actually it's funny even thinking that because yakuza they're bringing um like a dragon ishin which was a 2014 Japanese only game, which is basically Yakuza, but if they were samurai and now they're bringing that over here and it's being completely rebuilt. So technically like all of a sudden Sony's getting all of these fucking samurai games out of nowhere. Right. There seems to have been a theme this time in the state of play. Look, there's always a theme somewhere. Like Jeff Keighley thought it was going to be space horror. You know, Sony was like, we got samurai on lockdown this time. Um, One that kind of stood out and like, I'm not going to play this because you know, jrpg and all that kind of stuff but sin duality looked kind of neat with like the like the girl fighting the giant mech robot like that looked kind of cool that one lost me because i'm not too big on mech games because i find them pretty slow i will say the other one that was right after it stellar blade did get my attention a little bit more because that looks like if it looks as fun to play as it does then it might have a chance i still can't get over the fact that it's very cringe japanese level stuff where it's pretty girl and she's named eve and there's another character named adam i'm like can you please not throw that at my face all the time and of course oh they're going to yeah and of course they've designed this character to be like the prettiest thing that literally like thousands of fan art that's mostly hentai is going to be created of this character i'm like oh great it's it's near automata all over again i was gonna say it has a very near automata sort of look to it um yeah no for me i like the fact that it's like a like a futuristic mech warrior style game think that's super cool kind of get like a little bit of like a spider-man uh, like i don't know what the one is called but like from the spider-man um animated movie miles morales one where like they've what, got that girl the with like, this... into the spider-verse thank you with like the mech spider that kind of gave me that vibe and yeah. kind of down for it the only thing like and this might sound bad but like i don't want to read like subtitles with like 
Japanese voice. Oh, they'll probably be English for that. Oh, they, if that's they, the case, that's awesome. They tend to show Japanese more often with those because they know their audience and their anime nerds and they want subs. So I just I, I for me it's like like whenever like there's like anime and it's like that Japanese it's got that very like juveniles like girl voice and i just it oh the really high pitch yeah yeah that was the other thing with that trailer too that i'm like you don't fit what this game is i don't think right right so but like i mean style and theme it looks awesome but we'll see what happens with that one the other one the two others that kind of threw me off hogwarts legacy seems like a different game every time i thought i I was like why is this suddenly control all of a sudden what the fuck is this trailer like i was watching her like are we getting a new harry potter like another harry potter game and like yeah yeah because i was thinking oh it's hogwarts legacy and as the trailer kept going i'm like this isn't hogwarts legacy like i have no idea what's going on with this game but i guess it's exclusive content so that's interesting it's uh, so so far all i know about this harry potter hogwarts game is you're a wizard and you're at hogwarts that's about all i know because it seems like it's a new thing every yeah and then the it's you know you know there's the room where the stairs keep changing over the course of like time it seems like that's this game yeah exactly um one that kind of like i thought would be right up my alley but i was kind of like eh was the star wars galaxy tales from galaxy's edge I don't know that one kind of like it didn't look great it looked that very... one didn't impress me the other vr2 game really impressed me there was two so there was the uh demio and wasn't there a third no pacific drive was not vr but no. it almost looked like it was vr the one that almost looked like a tabletop board game kind of setup uh, where you're demio. like that looked very demio. interesting it did yeah but i was just like i was watching the gameplay of the galaxy's edge um and like i i imagine that game's gonna be free like the fact that it's like advertising Galaxy's Edge, I can see it being free, but graphically, it looked like it was out of like PlayStation 2 and it looked rough. It's kind of the problem that you run into with VR is that we're still at a point that like not every game is going to be really good looking because you still got to account for the fact that VR is such a very interest, like very tough system to mm. to create for. So it's yeah. it's kind of a double edged sword because it looks okay, but it, of course, like most games that are kind of in first person, it looks more like it's on rails than anything. So it's still that struggle point. Yeah, I think that's the the biggest hurdle right now for VR is that is the like linear sort of railroad kind of style game, and I think that needs to go for it to kind of thrive. Yeah, I'm with you, Demio. the The tabletop RPG in VR looks awesome. Yeah, like, again, like, I'm still very curious about what VR2 is going to look like, but I think we're going to need to see, like, a little bit more of, like, what's potentially coming. And even after it launches, I think it's still going to be, okay, but what's being created a year or two after it, so we start seeing what people do when they've really had their hands on it. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Otherwise, um, Pacific Drive also looked very interesting, too. It looks weird. Like, that's one I kind of feel like I need to get a little bit more information on yeah, like, like, what it's about. Yeah, like, just the concept it's on its own. Like, it seems like... I originally was like, oh God, are they making a Days Gone 2? Please don't tell me they're making a Days Gone 2. I know hey. you'd probably be okay with it. Hey, 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 easy, easy. Look, I'm just saying, nobody asked for it. We asked for the first Days Gone either. Well, like, I, I, lo- I looked at Pacific Drive and I'm like, that actually looks kind of curious because it's almost like a zombie apocalypse, except there's like Ghostbusters elements to it now. Now it's a lot right? more spectral. Yeah. Now, I don't understand if it's just about driving or if there's more to it, but I mean, conceptually, it looks very interesting. And at least the the graphical vibe, I, it kind of like seems a little bit unique, too. So 
Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of. I was. I thought that game was going to be VR. Like the way that the game looks, it looks like it's going to be VR. But maybe it's just a first person, like sort of walking, driving sim. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, if it's another one of their like indie-ish kind of games, like I'm down to see what they do with these things. Because I mean, Stray was taken pretty decently. So if this is a similar case where it's like free on extra and you get to try stuff like this, like I'm in. I'm down to try yeah. stuff out like this all the time. Because they're games that normally I won't get to take a look at because I'm not comfortable spending the money that it would be for them when I barely even spend more than 40 bucks on a AAA game these days. Did you want to talk at all about the PlayStation and uh, PlayStation Stars loyalty program? I still don't even really understand what it is, and I don't care because whatever they showed off didn't exactly change my opinion at all. Right? Like, they're just like, hey, here's a picture of a, like, PS3, and, like, there's a couple items that I'm like, I have no idea what the hell this is, and I don't care. So, like... I don't know, like, do you think that this might be a replacement for trophies? Uh, I doubt it, because that would actually make people fucking furious if they did that. Yeah. That, that is something that you do... That community is a community you don't want to fuck with. No. Yeah, I just... I don't see what the purpose is of this. Like, unless there's a way from... Like, I, like maybe I'll collect it for myself, but, like... Unless I can have, like, a museum kind of thing where I can curate what I display and, like others can see my displays i don't know like i don't see what the benefit of this is that's the point where you just bring back playstation home and just get it over with there you go uh i have nothing to say about tekken do you care anything about tekken? nope i think i think we need to move on to the biggest story which Let's is god of war is getting a controller freaking... oh my god right you okay please I, tell I, me I, you were not i was not the only one who thought that was how they were ending it and i was gonna laugh so hard Oh, dude, I like I don't know where you fall, but I love that controller. I am. I don't care. All I saw is when they when they were and we got one more thing and the controller showed up. I'm like, please let that be the end of the show, because I want to read the chat when this happens. <laughs> and then they actually played the trailer. I was like, damn it. Damn it. Uh, no, because that would I... also even if it wasn't intentional, that was really fucking funny. The fact that they were like, and one more thing, controller drops. Oh, also trailer. I was like, oh my God, I can only imagine the amount of emotions that some people were being like, how fucking dare you do you drop this and no trailer? And then the trailer <laughs> played and everything was fine. Honestly, so like, I don't know about you, but I love this controller. I am buying it with God of War. I don't tend to like controllers that have images on them. I'm very much just, I want colors and that's it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of like the wolves aspect, but like that color scheme is It's amazing. not bad. I'm I'm hit and miss with two tone cuz it really depends on on how it looks. It's not bad, but it's not it's not like what I would get immediately. There were still a couple of blank colors, like just one color controllers I would probably get before that. Now, I like cuz it's like that blue, like the PlayStation blue with the white, like it just I want this controller. Like I said, could do without the wolves, but that color scheme is just amazing. I mean, I'll take any more controller designs because, uh, yeah, we need more. We should have like more co- more console designs, but we're not getting those quickly as as we'd like either. So, yeah. Uh, overall, talk about God of War the trailer. How did you kind of feel? Your thoughts? How's the game looking to you? I mean, it doesn't look any different from what God of War already was, so it's not it's not doing anything to take me away or f- or further into it. I think I'm just getting more of the same at this point. Which is fine, because it's not like God of War was bad, considering mm. you know how I didn't like the original trilogy, and now this game came back, and I actually liked it a lot. So I'm in, and I actually think, uh, since I console share with Jen and Chris, I think he's already pre-ordered it, so I will be playing this game upon release, assuming that's the case. But no, like nothing about this game makes me get even more hyped up for it. It's just the level I'm at is where I'm going to be at, and it's just when I get to the game, I'll get to the game. 
I, I do think that it was smart of them to give that little bit of Thor at the end without giving away anything, just just to kind of get you hyped again. But I, I really do think that, like, the trailer didn't do anything for me personally to get me further invested because I didn't see anything that I didn't already know was going to be there, so... Yeah. It's more it was see, more just a remind I guess the only thing is like I guess the part that almost looks like you're out in space, which kind of looked neat. Like again, like with the way that the PS5 is 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 much more powerful. Like it looks absolutely gorgeous. So that's really gonna be like the one upside, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, like the trailer didn't do anything that made me go, Oh shit, I need this game so badly now. I'm just like, yeah, I'll play you when it's time. I disagree. Like for me, like I was on board with this from Gecko, God of War my favorite game of the ps uh, ps4 generation like especially now as a dad like i played this game once i found out i was having a kid and, like it hits so much different now and i am so excited like to see the character dynamic between you know atreus becoming a little bit older like starting to become a little bit more rebellious and just that dynamic between kratos and atreus is amazing um seeing all the different worlds that we're seeing the new enemy combatants like that seems really cool too um i'm just so excited we get to see tear like i'm assuming that's tear in there when you're talking to him and you like if you're searching for a god of war like that's tear right there i'm i'm pretty sure so like it'll be interesting to see and just like all the lore and you see atreus uh you know shooting the bolt of lightning into the sky sort of signaling the start of ragnarok i believe like i'm just game cannot come fast visually it looks all it looks fantastic oh my god excited to play it but like it did it hype me any more than i'm already at no i'm at the level that i'm that i'm stuck at and it's not changing like there's nothing that this trailer really could have done for them like uh, without completely deviating from what it is to make me not want to play it so at this point it was just okay just reminding me that it's almost time and i'm assuming we're going to get a uh a standalone state of play like we usually do with their bigger releases so i assume we'll get like a more in-depth gameplay showing at some point yeah, I assume we'll probably get one in October. I, I think but. that's the main thing is like, what are we getting first? Are we, I assume it's going to be the God of War State of Play or are we going to finally get the the big PlayStation, you know, showcase that we are, come to expect at the end of the year? We could see a PlayStation showcase with just an in-depth on God of War. Because, yeah, it, it may also just be both at the same time for all we know. But usually for the big standalones, they'll do its own State of Play for that. So I would imagine it'll be separate. So, like, maybe, because God of War, I believe, is coming out in early November, so maybe we'll see a state of play in October for it, and then probably November, late November, early December, we'll see a showcase for, I guess, what'll be coming out next year and beyond that. Yeah. I'm, that I'm would be my watching, guess. I'm just watching the trailer. If I wasn't fat, I could totally pull off the Kratos. <laughs> the Kratos look with the beard I got. Well, it looks like you're yeah. down to just Thor there, buddy. <laughs> well played sir well played yeah no i think i think sony did a better job in terms of their presentation like there's a lot of big games there a lot of new games being announced a lot of variety um i thought that they did a really good job and like they didn't overstay and like they pivoted really quickly i thought they did a better job in the show so far this week yeah I mean, in retrospect, I think, again, the only reason I think I was going to Nintendo at first is just because my brain went, well, they did pummel us pretty well with a lot of stuff, so. Hmm. I, I think with what Sony showed off, it's a little hit and miss because they definitely leaned a bit into the Japanese side with Tekken and all the JRPGs that they were throwing in there, which definitely can be hit and miss with some people, so I could understand that too. But yeah, I think just if if you really take, I think if you just took Zelda against God of War, I think Zelda might have been the bigger announcement. 
But no. I think as a whole, there's probably just a better body of work potentially down the road with Sony. Yeah. I disagree on the Zelda thing because literally all you got was a name and just... Yeah, but you have to understand how big a deal Zelda is in comparison to people. Like, Zelda, just the word Zelda and giving a title to it is enough for people to go nuts for a while. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Adam, that pretty much wraps up what we got to talk about this week. Let's finish the show, as always, with a little game we play called Trophy Stumpers. I give you 10 trophies. You have two guesses to guess which game it is. If, ladies and gentlemen, you want to submit your suggestions for Trophy Stumpers, send me 10 trophies, uh, either to pixelplaypodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram or uh, Twitter at pixelplaycast, or reach us in the Discord, which uh, links are below. Adam, are you ready to go? Yep. All right. Number one, the way of the voice. Hmm. I already have like, I already feel like I've seen this somewhere. That's going to bug me now, but keep going. Okay. Reader. Okay. Explorer. Jeez, we're getting Vegas shit now. Um, taking sides. Okay. Married. Well, it's not Fable, so I'm not going to go there. <laughs> hmm. Skill, skill Master. So just to recap, we have uh, The Way of the Voice, Reader, Explorer, Married, Taking Sides, and Skill Master. You got something cooking? Oh God, this is. I I want. Should I waste this guess early? Because I'm just the way of the voice, and then suddenly like marriage, and I'm trying to think what games kind of fall into similar things. That sounds like Skyrim because that's what way of the voice is making me think of. Okay. You guessing or are you just? That's my guess. Out loud? This Skyrim's are well done, sir. I knew well I'd done. seen that first trophy. <laughs> yeah the uh, the other ones I had was Elder Knowledge. Um. I said skill master taking sides the way of the voice with friends like these and words of power. Yeah, that would have confirmed it. But yeah, way of the voice was making me think, okay, I'm like, I know I've like, this is one of those trophies that I know I've seen. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, well done, sir. Well done. Uh, good one there. I wasn't sure. wasn't sure which one I was looking God, through a bunch of them. And then all of a sudden I saw forever. a trophy. When did Skyrim come out? That's, that's going to uh, tell 2011? me exactly. Because I played it basically, yeah, 2011. So I played, 11, so it's 11, definitely 11, been 10 12. years. The fact that I remember that trophy, my God. Uh, it's been 11 years, buddy. It'll be 11 years. In well, like I don't know specifically years. when I played it. I don't remember whenever, if it was right at launch. It was whenever, within like the first little bit of it. Whenever Jin and Chris gave you the, his copy when he was done? No, it was not that point. I definitely had my own copy. <laughs> Everyone had a copy at some point. Well, I mean, it's hard not to. There's like 20 versions of it now. Mm-hmm. I only played that game in 2022. That was the first time I played Oh, I've it. only played it the, the original release. Like, all these other re-releases, I'm like, I'm not touching this. I've played Skyrim. No. It's fine. I'm the opposite. I didn't play Skyrim for the first time until 2022. I think we talked about that in one of the episodes Yeah, and, and, and the quest of Jenny Bezos continued, so. Yes, Jenny Bezos. I totally forgot about Jenny Bezos. 
Well done. Well done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, once again, if you want to hear more of us, you could find us wherever you get your podcast. Looking for Pixel Play Podcast. Give us a shout out. Give us a like. Give us a review. It really helps the algorithm. It helps us out. And we'd love to hear uh, from you guys. So with that, thank you so much for your time. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye for now. <laughs>